Welcome to episode 138 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharpen. Hello! And Matt Cassell. Hello! It is February 2nd, Tuesday night, Groundhog Day. Groundhog 2016. Night. Groundhog Night. Groundhog's Eve. All right. Whoa. Ooh, spooky. Wait, wait, wait. Is wait. it Groundhog's Eve or wait. was that? It, today was yeah. Groundhog's Eve. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. They call Halloween All Hallows Eve, so that's why. That's where. But I Christmas was Eve about. is the day Christmas Eve. Yeah. Right. yeah. So we're going to go with the Halloween version of this shit? Of Eve? Of like, Eve. When, I, when I hear Eve, yeah. when I Eve hear is like Eve, it's before. like the before. Nobody thinks of it as the night. Come on. It's Groundhog's Night. But like Devil's both, Night. All right. Groundhog's more Night. More importantly. I stand by my All Hallows Eve statement. But more importantly. Groundhog Night. Did he see his shadow? I have no idea. Ian? He did not, so spring has come early this year. Wow, it's going to be 60 happens. tomorrow. Yeah, it, I mean, it's yeah, already Real here. fucking early, right? Yeah. yeah so. February 3rd, 60 degrees. Pants optional tomorrow. Pants optional. Pa- pants optional tonight, right? Right? Mm. That's what we're doing. That's what I, I was never record with pants. Uh, that's true. So for tonight's episode, as you heard, we were dusting off the old Dealy Cheely Wheelie, the dealer's choice wheel. We reached out to McSauce fandom. We said, give us your questions. No question is too bizarre. No question is too silly. We're going to answer those questions tonight. We're going to spin the wheel, see which questions come up, and we're going to have a nice, exciting Dealy Cheely Wheelie tonight. Lots of good ones. There are a lot of good ones. I think this is a record number of submissions. So that's how it should be. As listenership goes up, Dealy Chili Wheelie submissions also go up. And it's a it's a variable potpourri of questions. We have, oh. we have some comic book questions. We have some political fare. We have all kinds of questions. No questions. About you know what? Groundhog's Night. No, we covered that already. But you know what? What we also have. We have housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. We do. And tonight is Groundhog's Night or Groundhog's Eve or, or whatever. But I hate... Okay, okay, Groundhog Eve is stupid. That was last night. It is Groundhog Day night. <laughs> <laughs> it's Groundhog Day night right That's now. That's dumb. <laughs> but do you know what yesterday was? Matt, I'll ask you. Do you know what yesterday was? I do. It was February 1st. Right. And you know what happened 24 years ago on February 1st? 24 years ago? Mm-hmm. All right, so wait, let's think for a second. 10 years ago was 2006. Then <laughs> 10 be years before tough. that was 1996. You want me to just tell you? So four more years before that was 1992. That's correct. So February, you might get it. You might get February it. of 1992 was give me a hint my first year of college well what (laughs) i can play that game too asshole give me a hint give me a hint what do we do here we talk about comics ah it was the very first podcast (laughs) (laughs) we talk about comic books here right it was the first comic book ever and in in, in 1992 Was was it spawn it, it is the accor- first image comic. According to their Facebook post, it marks the 24th anniversary of Image Young Comics. Young Blood number one. Young Blood number one. Comic. Rob Liefeld. McSauce's own. own Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
uh, as a celebration of Image Comic Books. This week I will be reviewing on McSauce.com Images Paper Girls because I don't review much, because I don't read much anymore. But I did read the yeah. first four issues of Let Paper me tell Girls. you something. And I read this somewhere else. I might have read it on IGN or something, but people are talking about, like, if you want good superhero stuff, Valiant. Like, yeah. I'm not the only one that's saying no, it. Like, like, it's out there. If you want, like, good superhero stuff, yeah, check out Valiant. You'll be I'm, happy. I'm a supporter of Valiant. I'm also a big supporter of Image Comic Books. McSauce Nation, I think, is a big supporter there. And you can find all of our opinions on comic books, our jokes about said comic books, our, our strips that we create joking about the comic books on mcsauce.com. You can also find the podcast there. To support us, you can go to the Facebook page and like us. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already do like us. The podcast can be found on a numerous variety of platforms. You can check it out in the iTunes Store, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic. You can also check it out the classic episodes, McSauce Podcast, Libsyn.com and um, if you're looking for other podcasts I know that you guys are bored at home or at your jobs or on your commute you need more podcasts we can only provide you with an hour each week that's all we have in us so check out some of our friends that'll help you along on your commute and liven up your day we always like to support our friends. Tiffany Moore's More Than You Can Chew this week featured her uh, her lovely partner, Ryan McCormick, from A Fireside Chat. The past two weeks have kind of been like crossover episodes. It was sort of like a uh, More Than You Can Chew, More Than You Can Chat, or A Fireside Chew. I like A Fireside Chew. I like A Fireside Chew as well. <laughs> I feel like yeah, somebody spit, fire. but like it misses the fire and lands on the cement like a few feet from it. That's... I like to think it makes it and you hear that tss. So disgusting. <laughs> like, they talked about a bunch of different things these past two episodes. Jada Pinkett Smith boycotting the Oscars. They talked about what they were annoyed with with social media. They also talked about their fears about getting married because they're getting married to each other. But most importantly, and the only reason why we're really mentioning them, is because Ryan McCormick gave us a nice plug. <laughs> He's, he was talking about his plans to do a Star Wars episode, but he said after listening to the McSauce comic book podcast breakdown, it was so thorough, so extensive, so all-encompassing that he didn't feel the need to actually produce one. So shout out to Ryan. Thank you very much for uh, your support and liking our stuff. And if our fans could go to the iTunes store or Stitcher or Libsyn, check out Tiff's podcast, more than you can chew, or Ryan's a fireside chat. That would be a great help to everyone. And now, for this evening, we're going to uh, continue and spin the wheel, I think. A little dealy, chilly wheelie time. We're going to get right into it. Hey, Ian, do you want to you want to bring in the, the wheel? Yeah, sure, sure. Let me get up and uh, go over... Why do we have it all the way over here, man? Well, we can't keep that thing in here. Why not? It's too big. Uh, all right. Okay, I got it. Oh, 
Jesus, that's huge. Whew. All right, thanks, I need man. to go to the gym more. Thank you. All right, all right. So we do have some things that we put on the wheel. We have some questions here. We received, as I mentioned before, a variety of different questions. Comic book questions, political questions, all different kinds of questions. Do you want to do you want to read what questions we have on the wheel? From Tiffany Moore, who would be a better president, Donald Trump or a piece of lunch meat? You can choose any lunch meat you want, but please explain why. From Darcy, a former guest and former co-host of this lovely podcast, wants us to assign each presidential candidate their equivalent comic book character. Justin, also a former guest on this podcast, does it take away from the Superman-Batman dynamic if you make Superman just as troubled as Batman? Janine, big fan, has a few different questions. One is, if Steve Rogers dies at the end of Civil War, who should pick up the shield? Who should become the next Captain America? Her other question is, name three songs on your workout playlist. Jason Kumpfmiller, Notorious fucking villain of this show. <laughs> if The Running Man was a real thing, which celebrities would you like to see on it? Who would host? Mandy Wilson. Which Disney princess is the hottest? Xander Wilson. Which Flash is your favorite? Flash. Those are the questions for tonight. A lot of good ones. Paul, let's get right to it. Spin that wheel. Here it comes. That was a hearty spin, Paul. I really like to wind it up, let it loose. Where's it gonna land? Mandy! Whoa! Mandy Wilson. <clears throat> Which Disney princess is the hottest? Matt, why don't you why don't you tell us which Disney princess is the hottest? Well, if I like I wanna immediately jump to Ariel, the little mermaid. Excuse me for one second. Uh had a truck backing up yeah, in the a, studio. It's super weird. It sounded like the ocean. I don't know. I guess uh, I held a seashell up to the microphone. You have a conch in your pocket? Yeah. So I want to say it's the Little Mermaid, um, but I, I don't know. Like, Where are you going to put your dick? Well, there's... Uh, I mean, her mouth. <laughs> but... <laughs> don't be silly. I'll do it for the show tonight. Now, what makes... <laughs> But elaborate. What makes Ariel the hottest? Her look. She's she's really hot looking. But aren't you just a little bit afraid she might smell a little fishy? You uh, think? You think? Yeah. So her like, bottom half is a fish. No. No. It's like, but it's mermaid fish. You think she keeps her pH levels in balance? Yeah. Okay. You think it's mermaid fish? You think fish. you think mermaid fish is uh, devoid of? The fishiness, even though, you know, she's in the fucking sea yeah, and she's a fish. They're not, like, full of fish parts. They're not? She's no. half fucking fish. Right. Fish are just all fish. Half of her is fish, though. So there are fish parts in there. Right. Yeah, but the bottom down's like, gonna I'm pretty sure she fish. lays eggs, man. No. Uh, okay, why not? Explain why not. Explain why? 
because her bottom half is biologically fish. But we don't know that it's like fish meat and fish bones down there. What do you think it is, Paul? I don't know. I think it's some weird mythological hybrid. <laughs> it's fucking magic. They wow. give her legs in that goddamn movie. Anything can happen. I choose to believe she does not, not smell like fish, and if she does... She smells like a nice broiled salmon. Have you ever met any sailors? They smell like fish. They smell like the sea. She's going to smell like, at least, bare minimum, the a, ocean. a fucking scurvy the, scallywag. Handle the ocean. She's not going to smell like nice ocean. She's going to smell like fucking seaweed, man. She's not going to smell like Ocean City. She's going <laughs> to smell like Cozumel. <laughs> She's going to smell like Mai Tais. I think we're getting away from the point here. Matt, is it Ariel? Or are you second-guessing it because she lays eggs and smells like fish? I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to stick with Ariel. Uh, maybe maybe she tastes okay. Well, doesn't she have legs in the end? Maybe she tastes okay. Um, um, smells yeah, okay. she she does. Okay. She's, right. We'll yeah. go with Ariel. Yeah, okay. We'll Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. Is is that what we're all um I I'm partial to Princess Jasmine of Aladdin Ooh. fame. I feel like she's the filthiest of all she's the Disney the filthiest. princesses. Even though we just talked about the hybrid fucking fish one. <laughs> Jasmine is the I mean, filthiest. I mean the, she's, the first of all do the dirtiest things. Oh oh okay. Well <laughs> elaborate. Why? Yeah, why I just I just like that? her general look. Um, I feel I, like she... I don't know. She's super pretty. I like Jasmine. No, no, I got you, but... I like those I flowing know. pants. I feel like I could, you know, show Stick her a whole new right up there. <laughs> Room to get around in those things. Yeah, I feel like she does some, uh... Oh, like, no, you know who I'm confusing her with? I feel with? like she does some, like, belly dancing and such. No. Well, you know, like, I find that real attractive. The one from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, <sighs> boy, what was her name? Wasn't that Demi Moore that voiced yeah. her, though? What was yeah. her fucking Demi name, Moore. though? Princess Demi Moore. Uh, Esmeralda or some yeah, shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's an underrated one. So she's filthy? Why? Because she fucked that hunchback. <laughs> yeah, right. She'd do anything. <laughs> I haven't seen the. I haven't seen the movie, but I feel like she fucked him. She fucked him for love. But then again, there's there's Belle. She did an animal. She did the beast, right? Bestiality. She's bestiality. That's right. That's she didn't right. Fuck him when he was a monster. But she had. Thoughts. She thought about it, and she had to kind of decide, like, oh, you know. Because he was sweet and romantic. She wanted to fuck his heart. Right, but so is your dog. But you're not going to fuck your dog because it's sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, but he was like really sensitive. You know who's probably not like a dog. You know who's probably a real cool chick, Cinderella. She had to work her ass off. Got treated like shit her whole life, and then for one night she got to ride in a fucking magic pumpkin. I think she would be nice. She she hasn't forgotten her roots. Is yeah, that what you're saying? yeah. I'm not into her general look, but I think she'd be pretty cool to hang out with. Hmm. But if you're I, going. If I'm fucking somebody, it's gonna be Jasmine. <laughs> Paul, you're who, going Princess Jasmine. Who who is the hottest to you, Paul? I've been giving this a lot of thought all day long, <laughs> and I've bounced way back. too much thought than you should have. Holy but okay, shit. I've okay. bounced back and forth. And or up and down. Or up and down. <laughs> and I'm going to stick with Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Of course. Yeah? 
Yeah, that yeah, surprises me. Sleeping Beauty is a blonde, correct? Correct. You don't what usually do you mean, go course. with blondes. Of course, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is there a Mexican princess? Like that's what I should have. Well, I, like the the runners up are Belle and Mulan, with a close runner up for Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah. Pocahontas but, is pretty sexy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Something about the colors of the wind and all that. Yeah, um, Sleeping about Beauty. Aurora. Here's the thing days. about here's about here's the thing about Aurora. She doesn't really do anything in those in her role. Like all she does is fall asleep and have somebody fucking come and rescue her. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to fuck her plot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess I guess then that is surprising. Yeah, it, it, <clears throat> Sleeping Beauty goes. I just wanted to insult you, and I didn't think my insult <laughs> through the whole way. And I was like, "Shit, it's against everything that he's usually into." I think it, it is. It is, but I think it's it also has, has a lot to do with that's always oh that's been my favorite Disney movie for a long time. Well, oh well, I thought you didn't want to fuck the plot, so now you want to fuck the story. Um. Just saying. Like, you want to uh, fuck the supporting characters too? Well, not not Maleficent, but Prince Philip's pretty handsome. How about this? Say you get to use some of those other things with the princess that you select. Like I get the genie, so I get Jasmine and like three wishes as well. So I, I get, don't get anything. I get Why Ariel not? and crabs. <laughs> Alright, let's spin the fucking wheel again. This went just about as I expected it to go. Matt, why don't you give that big wheel a spin? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let me walk around here. The Maleficent of the McSauce podcast, Comf. If the Running Man was a real thing, which celebrities would you like to see on it? Who would your host be? I think I added the host thing, but fuck you, well, Comf. Matt, I'm adding it. <clears throat> Matt added the host thing earlier. Uh, someone's going to have to tell me what significance the host plays in Running Man. Because as far as I was told earlier, Running Man's the first version of The Hunger Games. Yeah, basically. Um, you have... It's kind of like American Gladiators, where you have gladiators that essentially kill the running man um, that has to basically run through the gauntlet or whatever. Um, and then the host is kind of like, you know, cheering on the crowd and, and getting them kind of excited about it. Who was the guy that played the host in the first one, Ian? I don't remember off the top of my head. But he was... A game show host in real life. Was it, it wasn't Richard Donner, was it? Richard Donner's the director. You mean Richard Dawson? Richard Dawson, yeah. Could be. So it wasn't either of them, right? <laughs> yes, folks, that's the sound. That's the sound of us furiously looking this up. <laughs> it's called research, everybody. So anyway, 
In the original movie, it was Richard Dawson. In the original movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Ben Rich, all American Ben Richards, and he he's he's going through this gauntlet of death traps and death gladiators. What? Where do you have to? I forget. What do you have to do to survive the the Running Man game? Do you have to get to the end of something? Do you have to kill somebody? I don't think anybody ever makes it, but they're all, they're all like uh, inmates or prisoners that um, I don't know if it's as a means to like get their freedom or whatever, but they're, they put like a, I think a collar on their head. Well, maybe they take it off for the, for the show, but like as prisoners, they had like explosive collars around their head, which I believe they demonstrate early on in the movie with somebody that tries to escape and their head blows up. And then they bring a couple different people into um, the Running Man show, and only Schwarzenegger is the one that, that lives. But they have, like, one of the gladiators was a chainsaw-wielding guy. What was his name? Chainsaw, maybe? Um, and uh, I don't know. It, I liked it when I was eight, but when I saw it again in my probably late 20s, I thought it was a piece of shit. So... I've never seen it. I've only heard about it, and I know of it. I knew what it was, but um. So Matt, since you're the most versed in Running Man lore, tell us what celebrity you would put in the games, and which host would host the games. Well, I'd probably put Justin Bieber in because I don't think that there's a celebrity that I kind of just dislike. Maybe him and Kanye West. I'd probably put, like, the douchiest people that, like... Well, Arnold gets out in the end, right? Yeah, but those two aren't Arnold, okay? Like, Bieber's not making it. But here's the thing. Maybe you would like to see a contestant win the game, but you are going for... You want to see the contestant die. So this is an execution for you. Well, to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure I would find glee in watching anyone murdered in a in a game type thing. Um, but if I had to pick a celebrity that probably deserves it, Justin Bieber is a pretty pretty top candidate. As is Kanye West. Um, who are some other douchey characters? I mean, you uh, can put any of the Kardashians in there. Yeah, put a Kardashian know. in there. You got anybody, Paul? No, I mean they're the they're the apex. Yeah. Of like horrible celebrities. Yeah. I'm gonna take a different turn on this. I'm gonna put somebody. I'm gonna select somebody that not only do I love, but I think could survive this massacre style game show. I'm gonna put Dwayne Johnson in there oh. and see how he fares <clears throat> against the executioners and fucking death traps and all that. I think he could make it out. Goddamn rock, right? It's a good pull. I don't know who the host would be. Who's a good host? Fucking, I don't know. Ryan Seacrest. We'll have him be the host. Steve Harvey. Who? Steve Steve Harvey. Harvey. (laughs) Steve Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) But no, because then they would would accidentally execute him after he won. (laughs) Who would you do, Paul? I'd pick John Stamos. To... To be the host? No, to be the to be the running man. Why, oh, buddy? Uh, John Stamos is an old guy who's gonna get fucking killed instantly. My man is fit. He takes care of himself. 
I think he's going to be able to make it through, and mm-hmm. I want to be yeah. invested. Like, if it's Justin Bieber or someone, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, I'll let Twitter alert me when he gets killed. But I want, <laughs> well, but I want to be... Hopefully they'll do it Hunger Games style and put it up in the sky. I want to be in- invested. I want to be involved. I want to pull for my hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Arnold makes it out, the hero makes it out. The How hero's going to make it out. How about this? How about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Has to actually compete in the real running man. Would he be pissed off? <laughs> <laughs> he would be. Or in- Arnold could be the host. Arnold oh, could be the I host. I like that. Arnold's the host, but he would be instantly murdered if he was trying to do any of this shit. We've all seen the new Terminator. He can't do much anymore. Did we all see it? Did you see it? You saw it. I saw it. Yeah, I saw I it. Did you it. see it? I didn't see it. It was the oh, biggest okay. piece of shit I ever saw in my life. It effectively, at least for now, killed the franchise. People were like, "Oh my god, it couldn't be worse than uh, Terminator um, Salvation." Salvation. Yes, it could, and yes, it was. It was so bad. How funny would it be to see Seth Rogen compete in the Running Man? It would be but sad he to, because like, he would get murdered instantly. <laughs> Are there any other celebrities that we think that might be able to Could. make it? Like, well, No, I know who Matt would want to see, Adam but he might actually make it out. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Age, um, Adam Driver was a Marine. Maybe he would be able to survive. Yeah, I feel like Stephen Amell probably has the athletic ability to, yeah. to get through. Probably not Danny McBride. No, but it would be funny for a hot second. Right. Maybe Zac Efron. I'd be crushed if he died. I feel like Zac Efron would make it a long way, but then he would get killed. Do we do we have to pick do we have to pick celebrities that are like now in jail and have to compete like OJ Simpson in order to get his freedom? Like, oh has well, to shit! Compete? I mean, like recently jailed Wesley Snipes could make it all the way through. And wait, I would he be... was jailed again? Uh, no, he was jailed for tax evasion. Like he's not in jail now. I'm ago. just saying. I was thinking. Like, if we're using... Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he could use his blade skills to probably make it just fine. Right? Yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, that's just another angle to think about. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how many celebrities are in jail? Well, there's O.J. Simpson. But, I mean, O.J.'s not going to make it. Do you think O.J.'s the guy in jail, like, fucking Adebisi just getting ripped? No, he's He's not. the fat guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who else is in jail? Probably a bunch of people that we're not thinking of. Uh, McSauce Nation, uh, tweet us and let us know who's in jail. <laughs> Spin the wheel once again. Ian. All right, let me, right, let me get it. Let me you. get over here and pull that wheel close. Justin's question does it take away from the Batman Superman dynamic if you make Superman just as troubled as Batman um Paul why don't you go first I don't think Superman is going to be as troubled as Batman like I think aside from seeing his parents get killed Batman's got some mental and mental instabilities anyhow like i think superman has dealt with 
even Man of Steel Superman, who's dealt with having to give up his father. I think he's dealt with all that stuff pretty well throughout his life. You know, right. He doesn't have any psychoses hanging over his head. By the time we see him in Batman v Superman, and especially towards the end, I think we're really going to get close to the Superman we're used to seeing. So I think we're going to be able to get that light-in-the-dark dynamic between the two characters in this movie. I don't think they've darkened Superman so much that it's going to be a hindrance to how those two characters play off each other. Do you think that they really feel the need to make Batman or to make Superman a darker, more troubled character to relate? That's uh, something that is at the front of their minds when creating this new version of Superman? Yeah, I feel like any time they do Superman now, there's an undercurrent of we need to darken him up because no one likes him. I think Everyone that, thinks he's boring. I think that's such horseshit. I think that they just haven't done it right recently. I, um, you know, we, me and you, Paul, were just watching Supergirl. They can do a light-hearted, fun, wholesome character with her. They can do the same thing with Superman. They've done a similar thing with Captain America. Doesn't seem like anybody is balking at how wholesome or good Captain America is. So, I think that they've just missed the mark on the past few tries. Yeah, and I, I think Superman Returns was a little goofy, but I don't think they missed the mark with Man of Steel. I just think we're... Man of Steel into Batman v Superman, we're just seeing a decompressed origin for him. Whereas in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, you know, he's normal guy, loses his dad, feels bad because he couldn't... He has all these powers, but he couldn't save him. Then he disappears for, you know two minutes of the movie and all of a sudden hey this is Superman it's like you know a brand new fresh start for that movie yeah but this time we get to see all the build up we get to see Superman begins you know we get to see everything that he's gone through to form the guy that we should eventually get which is the good guy the alpha hero he's still such a polarizing character in that world and they're carrying that sentiment over from Man of Steel into it's sort of the foundation of what this movie's about is that a lot of people aren't all that enthused with having an alien represent them and I think that there's a way to do it with there, he's not as contrasting as he, you usually see Superman and Batman when you think of a traditional you know, Dark Knight Returns those two characters are totally different ends of the spectrum and I think that you can still do that in this world but they're not doing it with the new version i don't think i think he's a little similar to batman yeah and the the way they're portraying the public's view of superman in this movie is so much different from the comics and from dc comics in general and they tried to get away from it and with, with the new 52 but it, it doesn't ring true with those heroes like yeah, no one trusts spider-man and you know no one trusts all the marvel heroes and the x-men are freaks and that's how those characters were built at their core. But the DC public, they fucking love those dudes because they are straight-up heroes. They're not a menace. They're not, you know, mutants trying to take over the world. Like, all the DC villains and heroes have always been clearly defined as these are good guys, these are bad guys. Well, even Batman so has... every time 
they try to introduce, oh, the public's distrustful of this alien. Yeah, I get it. And if that really happened, yeah, sure. But that's never the way DC, the DC public is presented towards the heroes. And Batman <clears throat> has some of that distrust built in because that's the way that Bruce Wayne wants that character to be seen as mysterious and a legend and something right. to be feared. Um, but that's a purposeful thing that he's doing. Everybody else is, you know, Wonder Woman, oh, it's great that this <laughs> Amazon is here to lasso the truth out of me. Yeah. Matt, thoughts? Uh, so, I... I get what you're saying, that the heroes in DC Comics are more clearly defined as just heroes. Nobody's afraid of Superman. When you see him, you get excited. So, oh my god, that's fucking Superman. I wonder if I can get his autograph. It's like seeing John Stamos. Not, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite that impressive. But, with the Batman v Superman stuff, yeah, Superman's totally polarizing, but it makes sense given the way Man of Steel played out with so many like buildings and the city of metropolis getting reduced to rubble like that makes sense that would make a lot of people fearful do, do you think it takes away from the contrast that usually is present for mm, both those characters no i really don't because while um i i don't think that that makes superman more troubled i think Batman has much deeper psychological issues. Isn't it troubling to have a public that you're protecting distrust you? Yeah, but... But but it seems split. It, yeah, it seems split. Whereas Batman, I believe, is a troubled character. That his... You know, his makeup was formed during his formative years. Like, when his parents were murdered in front of him. Superman experienced... Nothing like that. Nothing is traumatizing. Sure, realizing you're kind of a freak and having these powers and everything must, you know, have taken its toll as well. But I, I can't imagine um, psychologically uh, overcoming the witnessing the death of your parents. Um, like, I can't imagine you coming out of that without being really, really messed up. This Superman, version of Superman, Superman sees it when he's like twenty. Other than when Bruce Wayne's eight, right now that right. when you get a direct order from your from your parent who eventually dies to not help them when you know that you could clearly help them, I think that that has long lasting effects on who you are. No doubt, but I believe that when something so so traumatic, which I believe seeing both your mom and your dad shot in cold blood right in front of you, then and then having not being your able, life immediate like you're next. What's the next thought when that happens? Well, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I'm, I'm going to get killed. Um, but but the fact that that happened when he was so young affected him in so many more profound ways. Because he was still, I think about it, like he's still developing as a human being, like mentally and physically, and and it just formed who he was. Whereas with Superman, he was well on the path to being, you know, the man that he ended up being already. Even at that point, when Jonathan's like, no. Don't do it. Like Superman's essentially an adult. I, I'm he not, knows he knows the choice that he's making for his father. Right. Now I don't want to say that that wasn't didn't have an effect, but to compare the two is I don't feel 
all that similar. But anyway, I, I don't think that that brings the two together necessarily. Um, if Superman were troubled like Batman is, yes, I think it would hurt the dynamic between the two. Um, but given what we have in Superman or Batman v Superman, I'm not worried that that's going to be the case. It's not. It's not that far removed. Superman's still the big blue Boy Scout. The Boy Scout, right? As much as DC wants to play that down, and oh, he's he has some issues with people hailing him as a hero, and you know the other people disliking him, and blah blah blah. We, the public, know who Superman is. Like, no matter what you do with that character, we know Superman is the light, Batman is the dark, and that's the way this relationship is going to work. They're, Superman's going to bring Batman out. Batman's going to bring, you know, Superman down a little bit. Like, they work they work together. And the public knows that. Fans know that. Like, no matter what they do in that movie, if you keep Superman even the least bit traditional to the character, he's, he's the good guy. Right. Ian? Rebuttal? No rebuttal. I'm just playing devil's advocate. What What are your feelings? Um, I think that <clears throat> you can do a lighter version of Superman. I agree with everything you said, Matt, about how it wouldn't make any sense with the events that took place in Man of Steel to have him just be this shining beacon of wholesomeness and truth, justice in the American way. And this version of uh, Batman v Superman. It wouldn't make any sense. You have to build that in there. And I actually like that. Um, I, I like that they are using all those elements and it, I think that, making him more of a polarizing character. In yeah, this. I especially like that they're acknowledging, you know, the biggest criticism that the Man of Steel movie had, which was all oh, the death, oh my God, so dark, so much carnage, like Superman... Like killed so many people. Well, mm -hmm. that's being acknowledged. Like that's not going unaddressed. Yeah. And by none other than Batman. Like Batman's like whoa. Like he's the voice of the people. It seems. So. Yeah, I, I don't. Cool. I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. I was, I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Which is weird because I feel like you never do that. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes just don't. To agree with what we you all need fucking dummy say. We all need so, to do it sometimes. It's what makes this show churn along. If we all sat here and said, yep, 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 it would be a boring motherfucking show. We don't <laughs> like when we all agree. No. Group think, down the toilet. <laughs> let's, let's spin the wheel again. Uh, Paul, would you like to spin the old wheel? Let's stretch it. Here we go. Looks like Darcy is up. What's her question? Darcy's question is, <laughs> assign each presidential candidate their equivalent comic book character. Now, little known fact about the crew of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast, but uh, I'd say at least two-thirds of the podcast members know nothing about the presidential election. 
<laughs> I am the least politically interested guy. Like, I I couldn't give any less of a fuck. I didn't know what Marco Rubio looked like tonight until I looked him up before the show. What did you notice when you looked him up? He's got long ears. He has very long ears. Not wide ears like Adam Driver, but long ears. So if he has long ears, that, to me, hints to elasticity... Maybe some stretchiness. Maybe elongated like, man. Elongated man, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. All the better to hear the voice of the people, Marco Rubio. Well, so is, is that just metaphorical though? Does that mean he's Superman? He has super hearing to hear the voice of the people. Yes, oh, that look is. Look out now. Yes, he, yes. Marco Rubio is Superman, minus all of his attributes except for his super hearing. Who are some other presidential candidates? Oh. Ben Grover, <laughs> Carson. You have Ben Carson, Ben Carson, Carson. Ben Carson. Now Ben well, Carson to T'Challa. Me. Huh? Well, T'challa. because he's black, but that's what we do here. Why don't we go with his character? We'll find a character. It doesn't have to be a black character. Let's go with what he does. What he does silly stuff. He right? does. He's a surgeon. Too. But doesn't he do silly stuff on he, the campaign trail? He, He's done goofy stuff. He does no, do goofy. Not, not. Well, doesn't he exaggerate the truth? Isn't that what he does? That's what I heard. You mean he's a politician? I don't know. Like, I thought. Well, no, he says like I fucking grew up in the ghetto when he grew up in. Oh, uh, I don't know where the fuck he grew up. All I know is that when he speaks, he looks like he's sleeping through it. Who was the candidate of a couple elections ago that like? Everything was going great for him. I know. And then all of a sudden he was like, ah! It was Howard Dean. He was Howard like, and we're, go- and we're going to Massachusetts, and we're going to Iowa, and then we're going to go to Washington. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, yeah, yeah it ruined t- him. Right. He t- never t- recovered. T- t- shit. Well, I thought Ben Carson did something like that. Nothing like that. N- yeah. Not, nothing. Not something, no, nothing has not ever been done quite like so that. So bad, because he's still in the running, but... I thought he did something real goofy. Hey, I I thought he said things that were incorrect, and that's the yeah. smack against him. Like that's the strike. So, what comic book character says let things me, let me that give are you, incorrect? Let me give you a little Howard Dean, Paul. You ready for this? You know something? You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. That's the sound of a man's political career being flushed down the drain, folks. So Ben Carson but, but says, "But so many people are there clapping and cheering. It's like you, until that point. Did you hear? Did you hear the silence as he did that? Like crickets. Like the faces in the crowd were just like, oh no. Well, all this is this is the closest thing that I can do. I think that Ben Carson kind of lies a little bit. I think that he would be the will from Saga, and he would be accompanied by Lion Cat." Oh, who, who nice would call job. him out all the time when he was maybe fibbing just a little bit. Well done. 
Well done. Hey, that's why you keep me here, right? Who else? Who do we look up earlier? That fat guy from New Jersey with the, <laughs> the gunt? <laughs> Chris Christie. Chris Governor Christie. of New Jersey. Now, Chris Christie... Chris Christie is Catman before they rebooted him and made him Diesel. He's just a fat superhero sitting on his couch eating cheese puffs watching TV. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to know anything about his person. That's <laughs> well, all I need to know. Well, we can go with that. Who's next? See, I feel like Chris Christie looks more like Fat Man, the human flying saucer. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys... He does a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll try to post that up there. He That's does an kind of, old... Yeah, it's like a, Wait, is that old? He's or a, is that just... You no, know, it's an old character. For the listeners at home, he looks like a fat blonde Shazam in green, <laughs> green. and white and gold. So there's that. Um, who else is out there? Um, uh, Hillary Clinton is out there. She's kind of calculating and, you know, conniving, so, I feel. Let's Luther. Oh, Either that or oh, Amanda oh. Waller, perhaps. Oh, yeah, yeah, either one. And then the easiest one of them all, Donald Trump. Name your villain. Go ahead, guys. I feel like he's more like the Punisher. (laughs) 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 He's just inappropriate in all situations and doesn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Very New York. Plays by his own set of rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Was... Ivana Trump gunned down in Central Park at some point. <laughs> All right. Let's spin it. I'll again. spin it. Let me come around there and spin this son of a bitch. Well, right on to continue the Trump motif here, Tiffany Moore's question is, who who would be a better president, Donald Trump or a piece of lunch meat? You can choose any lunch meat you want, but please explain why. Now, so does this mean who would be a better president, the Punisher or lunch meat? Well, we've decided that Trump is the Punisher, so we can go with that, sure. So what lunch meat? doesn't play by its own rules. Swiss cheese. Well, that's not meat, so there's that. That's true. <laughs> Got me there. Swiss cheese is cheese. <laughs> Did you have to think about the correctness of me <laughs> telling you that cheese was not meat? I was thinking anything because I was... No! Sandwich items! <laughs> no! It's lunch meat specifically. Yeah, it, it was lunch meat. It was like it's, it was not, not sandwich not items. <laughs> you like, so like a like, slice of tomato doesn't count either. Uh, no, balsamic vinaigrette is not in the running. Mayonnaise for this. does not. It's balsamic vinaigrette on a sandwich. I do, man. It's it's shitty delicious. sandwich. It's fucking delicious. delicious. Chris Christie sandwich. You, you switch. <laughs> you switch out the the Italian. You put some balsamic vinaigrette oh, on there. Christy you have a super Mediterranean fucking Italian pogi. Uh, Look out! Oh no, it's good. So lunch, lunch meat. Okay, we'll keep meat. in with lunch meat. Yeah, meat. Would you, processed yeah. meats also yeah. count. Would you like a list of uh, lunch meats that you can choose from? 
Does Braunschweiger count? Braunschweiger is a lunch meat. Well, is it? It's yeah, a spread. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's that's you can get no, Braunschweiger okay. is according to goddamn Wikipedia, Braunschweiger is on this list. Well, what are the criteria for the lunch meat being better than Donald Trump? Well, I mean, Donald Trump is I feel greedy and uh so we don't want a we don't, a, we want, don't a want a greedy lunch meat we right? don't want a shaved buffalo chicken which is going to dominate the sandwich i guess not hey that's a good pull yes 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 we want something uh, we want a lunch meat that's going to Please the masses. I feel like I I feel like like Donald Trump is like excluding other other people, uh, not 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 wanting to recognize the rights of the American citizen, picking fights with other countries. Sometimes Braunschweiger can be spread a little thin, you know. We don't want to lunch meat that isolates, right? So so I feel like what's a good we don't want we don't want baloney. Because I think Jumbo isolates. Not everyone likes Jumbo. No. But we do want something dynamic. Maybe spicy. Maybe like a pepperoni or something like or that. Or a salami. <laughs> but, we, but we don't want we don't want too spicy. Well, is because pepperoni we too the, spicy? We want to pull the... Pepperoni is exciting. It is exciting, but that's what this America needs. Well, that's what you have with Donald Trump. Exciting. But it also... It, but it, it needs exciting, but it also needs something that's going to appeal to the masses. But and, and which, what's more appealing to the masses than the default topping on pizza, pepperoni? Who doesn't like a pepperoni pizza? You won't find an American that doesn't like because pepperoni pizza. Who just eats a pepperoni sandwich? People do pepperoni. The people, but it's but it's not pepperoni. specific to a sandwich. The question was lunch meat, and pepperoni. that lunch meat is on a variety of things. Pepperoni augments. It is not your base lunch meat. You, you, yeah, it doesn't. Represent pepperoni also whole... augments pizza. It is bringing bringing uh, bringing in parties from the left and from the right, from the pizza majority and, and the sandwich, sandwich majority. <laughs> it brings it, it crosses those aisles and brings those two divided lunch connoisseurs uh, together. I think I think pepperoni's too still too dynamic. I, 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 I agree, people, I, Paul. I, I, I disagree. It's, it's I know a, people it, that it, say pepperoni pizza is too boring. It's Can the, we get something else? So you wait. You just on one hand you said that pepperoni was too exciting. Now you're saying it's too boring. Which is it? I don't know. Because the, that's what I'm saying. All this shit said about pepperoni, and it's all true. Pepperoni's too dynamic. All right, Paul. Paul, pepperoni's out. What about salami? What kind of salami? Your basic salami, a Genoa salami. What's the difference? What kind of, what's the difference? <laughs> Can you believe this guy? What? Pimentos are La- the difference. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Christie. Go ahead. <laughs> Chris Christie knows the difference. General salami is a little softer. Ah, a good soft salami. No, I, I think we need to stay away from Pimentos are disgusting. That turns too many of the voters off. 
What if you have a nice shaved ham? I would recommend a nice honey ham. Ooh, it's a little sweet. It's got a little salty. It's the ham that you always love, but it gives you a little something extra. Sometimes you sit down for the holidays, at Easter and Thanksgiving, Christmas, with your family, your loved ones. You're always very thirsty afterwards, though. It's a fucking presidency. You're all, you always want more from yeah, the presidency. Seriously. I don't know, man. I Even mean, after the I great like, Bill Clinton, you're I thirsty. Like a nice honey ham, just like any red-blooded American. But I think the Punisher would be kind of cool as president. <laughs> Not so much Donald Trump, but the Punisher. But and technically the question is Donald Trump. So. Donald, okay, so Punisher, yes, he wins. Donald Trump, I'll go with a honey ham over Donald All Trump. All right, so honey ham it is. Are we unanimous with our vote? Consensus. <laughs> honey ham. Honey ham. Honey ham it is. <laughs> All right. So it looks like we have time for one more dealy wheelie chili question tonight who's gonna spin it the final time matt why don't you do the well, i'll do it again okay you can do it Let's again you were again. you were really good at the last All right. spin, so Janine with her Captain America Civil War question. If Marvel kills Chris Evans, Steve Rogers at the end of Civil War, who has the balls, the worthiness, to pick up Captain America's shield? The red, white, and blue balls. Like in the in the film series? Yeah. In the MCU. Well, it's well, looking like it's a double-edged question. Who do you think will? Who do you think will the studio make Captain America? I think it's going to be Falcon. Um, and I think that they're going to bring Chris Evans back in the Infinity War Part Two because that's how you write this thing. You kill him off, and then years later, because he still has one more film on his contract. You bring them back in the last thing that sums up this version of the Marvel Universe. So, but I think it's going to be Falcon. So you think they're going to use all those Infinity Gems to bring back Chris Evans at the end of those movies? Absolutely. But you think it's going to go to Sam Wilson? I think so. Just from the way that... Just the way that everything's going. Just got to... Bringing everybody in... <clears throat> Give us a uh, give us a black cap, blacked in America. Maybe at some point we'll have a Lady Thor. You never know. Yeah. Now the Portman's getting pretty up there to be Lady Thor. How dare you, sir? Hey, I love Natalie Portman, but that's true. Matt, who do you think? Uh, probably Bucky. I think it'll be Bucky. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that just feels like more of a natural fit. Uh, I think the Falcon is awesome as he is, and I would hate to see that character go away because I think he's a lot more fun than uh, Winter Soldier. To be totally honest with you, um, Winter Soldier was cool as a villain, but as a hero, not really interested. Um, but Falcon, don't take him away. He's fucking awesome. 
Well, they wouldn't be taking him away. You they would just be. Somebody else would would fill that void. He would still be Falcon, but he'd no, be but Falcon I mean, with a shield, like, like they did in the comic. Is he still gonna have the wings? Yeah, I mean that's what they did in the comic books. He's Captain America, but he's Falcon Cap. Yeah, it's it, in the books now. It's Captain America's Falcon, as in yet, as in flight captain. He's yeah, he's Cap. He's <laughs> fuck. He's flapped. Flapped flap in America. America. Yeah. He's got a red, white, and same suit, but it's red, white, and blue, and he's got the shield. Yeah. Right. See, well, so me, I like, mean, that's what they're gonna do, like, right? Do all it makes shit sense. With the, Wings, why do you even need that shield? Because he's Captain America and they have to do that. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I don't think it's going to be Sam Wilson. I, I I think it's going to be Bucky, but I don't know if Sebastian Stan has the chops yeah. to carry Phase 4 of the MCU like Chris Evans has been doing. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Mackie has been in more things and has shown wider range just from a acting perspective I would trust him more what's what would be nice about Sebastian Stan's Bucky getting the shield is that it would maintain the same character dynamic between Cap and Falcon man out of time yeah man out of time Chris Evans stoic you know blah 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 Anthony Mackie's a lot of fun you know happy sidekick you'd maintain that dynamic with Bucky because he'd just fall right into the same role as Chris Evans but if you flipped it, like I, I don't know how well how well that would work. Like bottom line, caps Steve Rogers. We want to see Steve Rogers. You can put Bucky in the cap suit for a while. It's fun. Put Sam Wilson. It's fun. Put Dick Grayson in the Batman costume. It's fun for a little bit. But Captain America is Steve Rogers. I understand you want to keep the Marvel money-making machine going as long as possible. But at some point, when Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans bail, it's hours before Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo bail and Scarlett Johansson's out, and this whole thing comes tumbling down. What do you, well, what do you think that, that they do? Do you think that they fold the Marvel Universe on top of itself and then just reboot it? Or, I mean, what what do you do? Because... It is, I mean, those actors aren't going to last forever like their comic book counterparts. You can't keep, you can keep drawing Steve Rogers the same, but you can't keep Chris Evans alive forever. So are they going to, I mean, I think that Marvel probably will still be pumping out successful movies, but man, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, are they just going to get away from that main core and start down the Spider-Man road and Black Panther and Doctor Strange and offering the new heroes in replacement of the original Avengers? I, I feel like people aren't going to be happy about that. It's not going to, like, it's, I don't know, maybe Marvel's done so much up to this point that all the MCU zombies out there aren't going to give a shit so long it's part of the, as, as long as it's part of the greater story because people but, go to Marvel uh, movies they don't necessarily go to see Captain America they go because there are Marvel movies out there and it's fucking Guardians yeah but I feel like Ant-Man I feel like even in those MCU lover circles there's like MCU Prime and then there's Ant-Man and Guardians and those were cool, and people liked those movies, but, like, the RDJ Chris Evans movies, like, that's yeah. that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions because if it was up to me, I'd, I'd wrap it up. I'd wrap all of it up. But tell one long story with a definitive end. Take a few, couple years off. Take three, four years off after that, and then maybe start again from the ground up. Well, they could take the standard amount of time until they reboot, so they could take six months off and then reboot. Yeah, I mean, you can't... That money-making machine, you can't ask them, the Marvel Studios, to stop making films. No, I know that. Like, Basically, if it, was, that's why, if it was up to me, that's what I'd do, but I, I know there's no way what's they're going to go a year without a movie. Coming. Right, but here's what's going to have to happen. Those movies are going to have to not be very good. And then Marvel will have to, like, you know, put the brakes on and, and stop for a while and then try again with, like, a reboot. I feel like they're going to... When, when does that last Infinity War movie come out? I feel like that's going to be the perfect point for them to do something super wacky and send all of us moviegoers into the Ultimate Marvel Universe or some different version and have it written into the fabric of the film series 2019 2019 part two yeah i feel like the fabric of the film series has given us a natural and organic way to retire all of those characters yeah i mean they they can do it like x-men did where you use time travel to go back and reboot everything and now we get brand new origins for gene and scott that we kind of sort of saw so, yeah, I mean, they could do that, but I don't know, like, it's just going to have to be casted well and, and done well. They, I mean, these movies are so good at this point. It's a big undertaking to recast those players. It is, but, I mean, when they cast Chris Evans, it wasn't like we're like, oh, that's fucking perfect, that's exactly who it needs to be. We were skeptical until we saw him in action, so maybe... Maybe they'll have the golden touch once again. Who knows? Matt, what do you think? Final thoughts? Anything to add? Not really. I mean, I basically agree with you guys. Sorry, it's not more exciting. But Insightful. It's not very pepperoni-ish of you. No, it's not. See, I disagree it's with it being... very Swiss cheese. It's, I, I think pe- <laughs> <laughs> The king of lunch meat. Holy fuck, Matt. <laughs> We're going to put a pin in it right there tonight. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to everyone for submitting questions tonight. We really enjoy doing these. We hope you enjoy them too. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cassell. We'll see you next time.